everybody and welcome to Asynchronous, a video game catch-up show. My name is AJ. My name is Kim. I just say erase cake. <laughs> <laughs> you also just like jumped right into that one after I, we did our sync clap. It was so, the, I have whiplash. <laughs> I jumped right around. in. Look, I was supposed to record another show this morning and I- What do you think this is, Saturday? <laughs> no, this is Sunday, baby. We're, it's a regular Sunday. This is a regular recording. Nothing is weird. No, I was supposed to record a show this morning, and we do do like cold open mm. bits in the beginning of that show usually. And my idea was to do the introductions and then say, no bits, let's go, and then get right into the show. <laughs> so I already have that energy. <laughs> yeah, you're really, you're bringing something to the table right now that I don't normally get on Sunday mornings. Yeah. So it feels like maybe you get a lot of this energy out on 10 Very Big Books. Yeah, definitely a very chaotic chaotic energy uh, but now i'm getting it we're getting it yeah me and all of our listeners <laughs> here on asynchronous so what a treat for us yeah that show is despite it being us talking about a three million word fantasy series and us like <laughs> recapping recapping chapters beat by beat it's an extremely chaotic show and I hate to out myself and my other hosts on that show <laughs> a weirdly extremely horny show um wow it, it's so <laughs> we have Who a recurring knew? bit where we talk about edging for some reason wow. and it's like mm -hmm. I don't know so anyway we're not going to talk about that on this show um, that's not the energy <laughs> Jesus Christ I guess I really did I really was ready to record like five hours of podcast today but it cutting that in half is you now are, yeah you geared yourself up I think yeah. you probably you're also coming off of that divine beast meadow energy that is true I've been playing yeah. breath of the wild it's been a great time I'm having fun and I'm like it. I might finish before Tears of the Kingdom comes out because I am kind of just like going through the story beats and doing less. That's a click. You're going. Yeah. Yeah. You I'm, I'm doing less like running around exploring the world. I am doing that a bit, but mostly for like shrine or side mission stuff and less so like, I wonder what's over here. If, if, if I don't have a direction, I'm not going that way. You know what I mean? Mm. But I'm having a great time. And then Friday, our friends Jill and Eric will be in town to go see Taylor Swift in Philadelphia. Question is mm. is Phoebe Bridgers opening? Uh, Phoebe Bridgers is opening for that show. Uh, yeah. I'm going to shit myself. I keep so I I've been getting a lot of boy genius on the oh. the FYP and so I've been seeing a lot of Phoebe Bridgers opening for Taylor Swift videos mm -hmm. um and it's just a it's turned all of my recommended ads like significantly more LGBTQ. Oh, but congrats. um yeah. <laughs> They're like, "Oh, you're a little bit gayer than we thought." Here you go. Um, <laughs> but B, it's just it's I'm I'm like feral for it's like taken what I was like, I like Boy Genius and I like Phoebe Bridgers and whatever. And yeah, now, but now that it's all over my for you page. I'm like, I'm obsessed now. Oh, my God. Um, wow. So, yeah, I've been seeing all of those uh, videos from from the, uh, just have a wonderful time. Is yeah. what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Well, so um, my the, the moral of that do is a, that do I, a big scream at the end of I know the end for me. <laughs> okay. me in mind. Right. I, I'll tell them to do that because I actually didn't get a ticket to the show. Uh, oh. Because if you remember, <laughs> well, if you remember, it was pretty chaotic for people trying to buy tickets at the I time. I do recall, yeah. Uh, and so Tara and I were both on our computer. Actually, all four of us were all on our computers trying to buy tickets <laughs> at the same time. Mm -hmm. But there were no four seat like 
chunks. Oh. So I was like, take out the third or take out the fourth seat and just see if you can get three. And they could. And then so so I, I don't have a ticket to that show, but I will be going. Aww. I will be going to Philadelphia. And it just so happens that that is the day that Tears of the Kingdom comes out. So. Oh, right. I might just be hanging out in Philadelphia <laughs> in a friend's living room playing Tears of the Kingdom instead of seeing taylor swift that's also so. what i'm planning to do next weekend is hang out in fred's living room and play tears of the kingdom and yeah. then well that's my that's going to be my saturday where we're doing eurovision and oh, i nice. will be playing tears of the kingdom like a weirdo in the corner by myself and <laughs> then on sunday we're going wine tasting oh heck yeah remains to be seen whether i will be playing tears of the kingdom at wineries <laughs> but <laughs> The reason why I uh, paused for so long was because I was like, do I just now segue into our bullshit? Oh, because yeah. this is very on theme. Hi, this is a, this is a show about video games. And today oh, yeah. <laughs> we're talking about Mass Effect 3, I guess. But you know. yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> today for our bullshit, I want to talk to you about because it's on theme for me in my life. OK, lately, the bullshits have just been like, what's going on? right now i'll turn that into a bullshit sure. yeah. um so this is uh all of the mass effect uh squad mates and friends uh and how they behave at a wine tasting oh whoa man okay <laughs> yeah all right whoa <laughs> i just i feel like it's gonna be pretty chaotic <laughs> Uh, yeah, for some. We're going to start on a on a less chaotic note, probably the least chaotic note that you can with mm -hmm. Ashley and Caden. I don't know why this is where I started, but it is. Caden, I think, is actually fairly knowledgeable about mm -hmm. wines. There's a good wine scene in like British Columbia these days oh. or like the Pacific Northwest. And um, so I think he like he like knows a surprising amount and is into it and is asking good questions and having a nice time. Mm -hmm. Ashley's having a less nice time because she only likes really sweet wines. Mm. Um, and I wrote here, pretends she's having fun, but she isn't. <laughs> um, <laughs> because I think she's like trying to enjoy all the wines, but she doesn't actually like most of them. Mm. Um, so she's trying to play it cool, but yeah. like she's she's like not she's like quietly not enjoying most of the, the flavor profiles. Yeah, I was I had a similar thought for Ashley and that she doesn't really like the wine, but my reasoning was that she's more into like whiskey or something yeah i was as you said that i was like oh she's like a beer girl yeah or beer yeah yeah like she is she does the cool girl thing where she's like i'm really i'm more into beer but mm -hmm. like this is pretty good but like secretly she loves a barton or a moscato i know what that means <laughs> yeah <laughs> I realized I was like, that's a joke for a very specific. Well, so Bartner actually has. I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to go there. Um, <laughs> okay. But the, if you know, you know. Uh, Kimalier, <laughs> is that anything? Maybe. Um, but Bartner is actually like, that is, that's a, a joke that a lot of people will get. It's like a, like a, um, it's like a grocery store. Okay. Moscato. Moscato is like a cheap white wine or yeah. a sweet white sweet wine. White wine yeah. Um, Barner is pretty cheap. Um, but for some reason it became like very big in like the hip hop world for a while. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Like in recent years. Um, but <laughs> funny enough, it's like the first wine I ever drank because my mom was like, Oh, like you can have some wine in the house. Here's nice. like this very sweet, like, yeah, you know, white wine Grape that a child wine. would like. Yeah. yeah. Child. I was like 14. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so, uh, I think that's what Ashley enjoys too, but Definitely. she would never admit it because she has to like beer. Right. She has to be cool. Right. Anyway. Um, <laughs> 
it is a weird energy today, huh? Um, <laughs> I'm glad you feel it too. I'm glad it's not just me. Yeah, I wasn't feeling it. And then my cold brew kicked in. Oh. Yeah. So next up is Miranda. Um, Miranda is like obnoxious about wine. Um, she won't stop talking about her last trip to France and how she <sighs> prefers, quote, old world wines um, uh, and doesn't really like, quote, new world wines all sure. that much. Old world wines referring to like, European wines, mm. New World referring to regions like California or like Australia or South Africa or whatever. Obnoxious. Yeah. Terrible. Well, she's got that perfectly constructed palette. Mm-hmm. So exactly. Oh, my God. Yeah. She probably is like <laughs> she's probably she like passed the sommelier test in like one go because she's just genetically engineered to be like the worst. Yeah. And also she only likes the old world stuff because she's genetically engineered to be the worst. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, perfect. Uh, so Garrus and Tali have their own, like they have to do their own dextro amino acid based tasting, right? which could be kind of a bummer. Cause I have to imagine that there are like fewer options I'm imagining. Cause of course, again, this is always through the lens of my own life. So I'm imagining they're like going wine tasting in like California wine country somewhere. Sure, sure, sure. Um, and I have to imagine here on earth, there are fewer dextro based options mm. in general. So it could be kind of a bummer, but they're having fun with it. I think that they are doing a lot of bits where they keep agreeing that there are like really obscure tasting notes <clears throat> like, oh, like, yes, I'm definitely getting like essence of tennis balls. Like they watched Psalm <laughs> before this and they're like making fun of it. <laughs> and they they keep doing this bit where they're like, oh, if you guys, if the rest of you could only try this one, it is the <laughs> best. It is so good. I, I think that they're having a great time and yeah. I really want to go wine tasting with Garrison and Tali now. Yeah, I love that. I think that's a, a great energy. I feel like somehow I didn't realize how like fun Tally was until like these missions. She's um, really fun. Like, even no. through Mass Effect 1 and 2. Like I didn't, mm-hmm. I don't know, there was something that wasn't clicking for me. But she's wow. great. She's, she's she's great. I mean, I, I loved Tally always, but like in in kind of like a... I don't know. I assume I am the youngest sibling, but in an, in in like a younger sibling, like, oh, Tally's is like, great. I love Tally. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's like a good time. She's a, she's a fun hang. Yeah. I mean, especially in one, they sort of reduce her to like, I'm just going to lore dump at you mm-hmm. about the Quarians and the Geth because it's super interesting, but we don't really know how else to communicate it. Right. <laughs> but yeah, she's fun. She's funny. Um, and yeah, she comes into her own over the course of the series. Anyway. Yeah. Sorry. I think that on the other side, we have Rex and Kasumi doing a similar bit back at them. Mm. And it's also pretty funny. Mm. I don't know why it never occurred to me to think about like Rex and Kasumi hanging out. But for some reason, I feel like that's a vibe. They have a kind of similar like fuck you energy. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like they everybody else is always the butt of the joke. I feel like in, in their, mm-hmm. you know, oeuvre of comedy or whatever. I feel like they're both doing a thing where they're like getting their poor, swigging it and then being like, I didn't get mine yet. And then just like <laughs> continuing to like walk down the line yeah. to like get more. Um, yeah. That feels so on par um, and extremely good. Yeah. I think that Joker is like trying to do the same sort of bits, but it's like not, it's not as effective. Like I think he just keeps making the same jokes about mouthfeel over and over again, because like, at you know, at the first, you know, round or first tasting, someone used the word mouthfeel and mm. he was like, that's hilarious. And is yeah. going to keep using it. Yeah. Mouthfeel refers to the, like the, 
feeling of the wine on the palate, the viscosity, it's mm-hmm. like shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so Joker's just doing that over and over again. Yeah. Um, and it gets old eventually. Yeah. And, and when I think when he starts to realize it gets old, which for the record takes too long, he begins <laughs> just like making the jokes like this one has tasting notes of like nuts. Like this one tastes like he just tries to make like <laughs> like dick jokes the whole time. And everyone's like, Joker, yeah. please, for the love of yeah. God, just drink the wine. No, that's so right. Eating- Kali doesn't care about your feelings. I'm sorry. I can't stop thinking about that. <laughs> Kali doesn't have to be nice. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. Somebody left Seth Green unattended at that recording session. <laughs> Um, (laughs) uh, (laughs) Edie and Legion are the the DDs Mm. and Edie keeps looking up like obscure facts about each wine, Mm -hmm. um, sometimes to the point that she's like correcting the people running the tastings, um, about like the facts. Yeah. Um, Jacob is also DDing, even though everyone is like, you don't have to DD. Like we have enough, like we can, we'll be fine. Um, but he, but he's like, no, no, it's fine. Like I'm cutting anyway right now. So I don't really want to, um, you know, I don't really, and he's texting most of the time and it's like, dude, why'd you even come? Yeah. He's texting or being like, oh, I wish, I wish I could try this with you. Yeah. It's like, you, you can, you don't have to. You can. Like, yeah, we don't need you to drive. We can call an Uber or something like. Like, it's really okay, dude. It's not a big deal. Um, mm-hmm. I, I also think Edie is like <laughs> the 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 bits where the sommelier like gets a uh, a fact like kind of wrong. I think Edie will like laugh um, to be like, oh, we're joking. <laughs> this was a joke, haha. And then the sommelier is mm-hmm. like, oh, what are you laughing at? And then she's like, oh, this isn't a joke. You're you're wrong about this um, <laughs> because she like is trying to like you know develop comedy heuristics or whatever but is not fully there yet so when somebody has just like a a minor detail that's wrong she's like oh this is a joke this is a joke i get Mm -hmm. it she's still calibrating she's still uh, calibrating humor yeah james is being kind of rowdy but in a fun way yes he's trying he like doesn't know a lot about wine but he's trying to learn but he like can't get the tasting notes right he's like okay this one i think is like a green apple or whatever and the the you know pour is like so this one you'll taste notes of lemon and and (laughs) melon and and he's like he just can't get it right yeah but he does what he is successful at is flirting with uh the wine pourers for free refills using a technique that i once uh learned at a wine tasting Um, where you ask, may I revisit X wine? Um, and that's how you get extras. That's a little fun fact from, from me. There you go. Um, little tip for your everyday life. If you want more wine, but you want to make it sound like it's, it's for a fancy reason, (laughs) as opposed to a getting drunk reason, ask if you can revisit a certain wine that you've tasted before. That's really good. I, I like the idea of James accidentally getting a tasting note right once and the entire table going like, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Everyone's rooting for him. Yeah. Chakwas is probably a fucking gift at a wine tasting. She knows a ton about wine, but in a very low key way, like the good version of Miranda. Yeah. Total delight. Yeah. She's she's the one being like, oh, we should get this one. Like, I know you specifically and like you would like Mm -hmm. this one over this one. So I think we should just skip this one entirely. Yeah. Uh, Et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. 
really good vibes. Morden is taking a legendary sniff of every single wine as soon as it's poured. Wow. He's asking all kinds of like extremely specific questions about the acidity and the soils and the microclimates and shit. Yes. To the point that like some of the questions he's asking, they're actually like, um, I need to, I actually need to go look that up. Um, but then Edie jumps in and and has the answer already. Yeah, fun times. Yeah, sorry, I was totally silent. I have, no, I have, I was, I was lost in a thought when you were talking about microclimates and stuff. That like, I, <laughs> part of the reason I, <laughs> I'm realizing now, part of the reason I like Morden so much, uh, is because I think he would be like a, a, an annoying coffee person, kind of in the way that I am. <gasps> You're because, so like, right. Coffee right now is very much into like who the growers are and exactly where the farm that the oh wow beans have, been, have come it's from. Like, going very wine. It's going very way. wine right now. Yeah. So sorry, I was just lost in that thought of like oh am i am i the morden situation of, of coffee um anyway you are the morden of coffee yeah, fair enough thank you i want to get you like a little shirt that says the morden of coffee <laughs> does it just say it, the words on it and like nothing else yeah the morden of coffee if he, people who know know yeah Thane is having a great time. He knows a little bit about wine and it's like just enough to ask like really insightful questions, but not enough to be like a know it all about Mm -hmm. it. Not that he even like would act like a know it all if he did know. But yeah, he's he's just vibing. Yeah. Thane is basically sitting there completely silent just really enjoying himself. Mm -hmm. Samara has a similar vibe, except she's making ample use of the spit bucket. uh, And it's kind of annoying because you're like, girl, like we're paying for it. Just drink it. Let your tentacles down. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, she like doesn't want to get drunk because she has to like be, you know, um, on top of it. Mm -hmm. Grunt and Zaid are both just, they're not tasting, they're just drinking. Um, And they both end up being like a drunk problem in their own special ways. Yeah. I'll leave it to the imagination. (laughs) Sort of. Sure. See what that would look like. Javik insults every winemaker, talks about how weak the wine is, um, like, oh, the alcohol content, whatever. Um, And he also ends up being a drunk mess. Yeah. Um, The vibe is very, okay, Grandpa, let's get you to bed. Right. Yeah. Javik is very much like back in my day, we didn't have all these fancy processes. We just crushed it with our feet Mm -hmm. and then then touched it with our hand and we knew everything (laughs) about it. We like felt the, yeah. Yeah, it's oh fucking Christ. Yeah, he's I know I say this every week, but ever since I think it was you said like he's just like a Mm -hmm. boomer. Mm -hmm. It's like I can't I can't get it out of my head. He so is. Yeah. Jack is also being kind of disrespectful, but like early, pretty early on, she breaks away from the group to go hook up with one of the wine pourers. Yes. Um, Just like someone who's running the tasting. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. If Morinth is there, she also tries to join. But uh, Jack uh, very impolitely declines. Yeah. Crazy. Um, and I I think that's everyone. I also think that's everyone. I wasn't really super keeping track. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Amazing. Um, well, I hope you have fun at your wine tasting Thanks. on Sunday. Yeah, it's my birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you. I am realizing now that I haven't been to a wine tasting probably for like i don't know like seven years or something um when my sister got married we did a whole like wine tour around you know her where she lived and that was fun but i haven't done one since so maybe i should try and see if i can 
get to a wine tasting sometime soon, you know? Yeah, go to a wine tasting. It's good vibes. Let your tentacles down. Uh, so let's get into the game, I guess. Alrighty. Let's head back to the Normandy for some post uh, missions that we did last week. Hell yeah. Recaps. So this is a fun thing that happened. It happened once before uh, and it's happening again where it's like it turns into one of those things where you can support one side or the other. Mm -hmm. But Admiral Ron is talking to Admiral Garrel over comms about he's so he has sent Admiral Garrel has sent the heavy fleet in and needs backup from the patrol fleet uh, in order to take advantage of the Geth still being like powered down or whatever. And I basically was like, no, fuck that. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> we're not doing this actually. Uh, so you should pull your fleet back. And he's like, well, when they, they come back online and destroy us, it's going to be your fault. I hate Geralt so much. I hate him so much. I also chose this just to spite him. He is just absolutely terrible. Just the fucking worst. Yeah. Like to, it, if you, you now have me liking Admiral Chorus. Yes. Yeah. That speaks volumes. <laughs> About how shitty you are. Yeah, it's just so bad. He he and and Zen are like clearly the Ugh. villains of the Quarians. You know, rancid vibes. So uh, I, the reason I brought up that this happened before is that the first time Ron and Gerald were having a or Geral were having a conversation. I didn't interrupt mm -hmm. them because I wanted to hear the whole conversation so that I could yeah. choose a side appropriately. But then the conversation just ended and I had no longer the option to support either side. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. So I don't know if that's just another fun thing about my game that's glitching or. <laughs> yeah, because I, I for mine, I remember I did that and it like started to loop. Oh, uh, OK. Well, maybe yeah. I just didn't wait long enough for it to loop. But like I was I was ready to choose a side once no, I heard I the entire thing. I think you would thing. have known. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Anyway. So I just wanted to bring that up and I am having fun, honestly, pointing out the like weird bugs that are in my version for some reason. <laughs> yeah, it's so strange. Um, but hey, the Krogan are still alive, which is <laughs> great news for me. Um, yeah. Yeah. Don't look a gift horse in the mouth. But yeah, <laughs> you could talk to Admoron and she tells you that the Geth data that you collected from the uh, servers on Rannoch don't match the stories that they tell. Uh, and she calls it dis mm. disturbing. She is disturbed by the fact that it doesn't uh, match up. And so we ask, like, oh, are you having second thoughts about your like battle against the Geth? And she says that the admirals don't have the luxury of second thoughts. Mm. It's like, OK, seems like you're kind of sure, just making girl. an excuse to keep hating the Geth for some reason, mm -hmm. which is just fun. Uh, so also now on the ship is Legion. Uh, they're hanging yeah. out. They're, they're having a great time. They said that they've connected with the Geth from the uh, servers on Rannoch and that they have uh, reconsidered their perspectives on organics and offer their gratitude for freeing them yeah. from the Reapers. Can we just, yeah. what a one-to-one -one comparison, right? <laughs> Continually, Legion keeps being... It didn't being occur to me until now. A, Legion keeps being a cool friend, and the Quarians mm -hmm. keep being stupid assholes. Yeah. It's, it's honestly, it's, it's a pretty fun, uh, I think, parallel between the two. You it know? is, yeah. Uh, then you can ask about the heretics, which is fun. And we're like, so we rewrote the heretics and like made it easier for the Reapers to take over. And he's like, oh, yeah, kind of, you know, since since you rewrote them, they still had those proclivities in them to like choose to go with the Reapers. Mm. And so they did. And so you will. So like, 
I don't know if the, how this manifests or if it manifests in gameplay or whatever. Um, but he basically says, like, we'll be going up against more geth because because of that. Um, and I don't know yeah. if that has any actual real life implications or, or if it's just fun lore. I don't know either. Um, maybe it impacts. It, my guess is if it impacts anything, it's like the amounts of war assets that you get in right. various permutations right. of, of how this all unfolds. I had destroyed the heretics um, mm. and Legion was like, yeah, it turns out that was the right move because yeah. now there are fewer allies to the Reapers and fewer Geth that we're going to have to be up against. Yeah. So I was like, hmm. Yeah. Huh. Turns out uh, Jin's rancid turn had some <laughs> benefits for us all. Yeah. Alternatively, Gortney is like, well, if I had known that we were they were just going to go back to the Reapers, I would have deleted them in a second. And mm -hmm. Legion replies, we also miscalculated their intent. We regret this error. And they like sound uh -huh. sad, which is yeah. so good. And I just really love that. And and I was I was curious mm -hmm. to hear what 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 it was on your end also. So <laughs> on your end, it's just you were right. OK, yeah. Oh, I guess. Um, I don't know. I don't I don't recall if this was the same conversation, but um, there's a little bit more. There's more here in my notes. Jin says uh, death holds different consequences for synthetics mm. than organics. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It's Legion says this uh, death holds different consequences for synthetics than organics. Do you regret it? Um, and Jin says, I don't know, maybe decisions like that are what turned your people against organics. Mm. Um, and Legion says, well, I we don't condemn it. It was like a necessary thing to do at the time. Yeah. So, yeah, just a little bit more. Mm. Of that. I think it is interesting to think about like the idea that like, well, death is like a little bit different for a synthetic like being than an organic one. Yeah. Well, I think for like a synthetic, it's like force for a synthetic to die, like something has to go wrong. Whereas if mm -hmm. for an organic to die, that is just like the normal course of things. That's true. So that that is interesting to to consider. But you can also ask about uh what makes this quarian attack a different from previous battles. And Legion explains that uh, when when so after Mass Effect 2, Legion returned to Rannoch with the Geth. They were all hanging out, chilling, and they were building this basically just like huge server room building, whatever, mm -hmm. um, to basically have the Geth consensus all be in one place so that they could all be reconnected again oh, for the mm -hmm. first time. I don't know um, to to achieve like true intelligence. But before they could finish that. That is when the Quarian attacks began and because they were unprepared for it and because they were still building these these server rooms, they did not have their defenses all the way up. So they lost like uh, thousands of programs in the first attack, which made the Reaper bargain immediately more appealing. And mm -hmm. uh, to which Gortney replies, uh, even if siding with the Reapers sacrifices their free will and Legion says, evidently, that is an acceptable trade, mm -hmm. like which is a brutal line. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I think it's also super interesting that like there are blurred lines here between like like on the one hand, it's like, yeah, you know, that attack like made us desperate yeah. enough to like take this deal with the Reapers. But also there's sort of the implication that like because Geth intelligence increases the the more yeah. like the higher their numbers are all connected to each other, losing some meant that their judgment yeah. was inherently worse yeah. um like it, it, they say something like oh it like narrowed our our perspective yeah. and just like self-preservation took over and i thought that was so interesting because it's like there's like two different like sides to of the same coin of like why this this 
like deal with the reapers became more appealing to them after this attack yeah um super interesting yeah it's really cool and i also enjoy the little like seeds in this conversation of for example the evidently that is an acceptable trade of legion Mm -hmm. like having i mean obviously this is a thing that we've known about legion is he they kind of have different perspectives than sometimes the the mm-hmm. rest of the geth consensus but the the way these lines are delivered and like that one line about regretting the error like sounding like they have feeling behind them mm-hmm. is just a new way of hearing legion communicate in this game which i think is just like really yeah. really cool uh and i love mm-hmm. i love this growth for our our big son me too yeah we also ask like so how was you know before the attacks and everything like what what'd you do after you left the normandy's like oh well, I, I came back to rannoch and told everybody that the reapers were coming and so we started preparing for that and courtney's like oh <laughs> so they all believed you and mm-hmm. <laughs> legion says of course and shepherd just replies well that must have been nice uh, yeah which is uh, just <laughs> really good. great i love that so much yeah um yeah that's pretty much all i had the, yeah. there's just one additional bit where you sort of ask like what was it like like being connected to the reaper's mind mm. and legion is like it was like their their magnitudes above us in terms of like you know their development like a single thought was immense overwhelming unknowable and um shepherds like it sounds like you actually think of them as godlike mm. which is like what what so many geth believe um and legion says i like we don't view it that way but we understand why others would yeah um, so that's just an interesting uh, little note about like what it was like. I don't know. So interesting. Yeah, it is cool. And I think this uh, segues nicely into the next conversation mm-hmm. that I have written down uh, with Joker um, talking mm-hmm. about <laughs> being a part of the Geth consensus for a brief period yeah. of time <laughs> to which you're like, oh, you know, it was it was cool, whatever. It was it was we- weird to see this stuff. And Joker's like, well, how do you know you got out? Like, mm-hmm. like they, they made it look, you know, they made it so that you could perceive stuff uh, visually how you normally do. So how do you know you're not still just in there and this is all just a simulation, mm-hmm. uh, which I just thought was very funny. Yeah. Edie expresses that we're the only living organic uh, that's experienced the consensus and that makes us very cool. And she asks how it felt and we're like, oh, you know, it was it was crazy. And now I'm kind of thirsty. And she's, she's like, and just like that, the illusion is shattered. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're like wait what <laughs> she just does not say anything back uh mm-hmm. which i think is just really funny james and javik are hanging out yeah in the fucking kitchen um yeah. really funny uh they are just going back and forth uh talking about like oh james is like oh what do you do what, like what did you do for fun like did you did you gamble did you play games whatever and javik is like oh games of chance were punishable by death in my empire mm-hmm. and james is like uh-huh cool uh <laughs> do you like tell jokes uh and javik says no and then there's a pause and then he says yes and then just like tells this unintelligible joke with like five proper nouns from like quote unquote the past mm-hmm. or whatever and james is like oh haha i get it and javik is like no you don't i made it up now the joke is on you human you will believe anything um, yeah really good really good um love this part if you mm-hmm. then talk to james he tells you how he's making his abuelos huevos rancheros yes um <laughs> uh i i will revisit this later after i after we talk about something else that i i got 
in this uh, part of the Normandy that you would not have gotten. Oh, okay. And uh, if you speak to Javik, he's like, I don't think this James understands me. None in this cycle seem to understand me, and I don't care. I'm like, <laughs> okay, Grandpa, let's get you to bed. It's for like a second, it's like really sad. I'm like, oh, buddy, no one understands you. And then he's like, I do not care. It's I like, don't give okay, a shit. well, shut the fuck up, Javik. I hate you. Yeah. Um, we go to talk to Garrus, and he is talking to Legion, and Legion is like trying to tell Garrus how he could make the weapon telemetry better and then Garrus is like actually I could make it even better than you said that we could make it even yeah. though you said this other number wasn't possible and he's the Legion is like how did you do that and Garrus says uh it's a little organic secret called keep some back in case of emergencies and Legion is like oh is this an emergency uh and Garrus says a geth coming onto our ship accessing our weapon systems and telling me how to do my job I can't imagine why that would qualify <laughs> uh, which is just funny okay it's funny yeah. And then finally, uh, the final thing I have here is that Chocolis wants to talk and she uh, offers us uh, the brandy. She's like, oh, well, we said we would do this every year. We would like drink brandy and like hang out. Uh, and you're like, oh, well, it hasn't been a year yet. And she's like, yeah, something tells me we're not going to make it to a year. So like, can <laughs> you just like indulge my impatience? Uh, to which I, I wrote in my notes, fuck, fuck, fuck. Uh, because I wasn't sure if I wanted to drink it or not, because like part of me just wants wants her to be happy you know um mm -hmm. but Courtney was like no save it until we actually defeat the reapers uh and then we will uh we will drink it and she's like i appreciate your uh optimism <laughs> and that's it so nice so i also had a little bit of a um scene with ashley oh so um <laughs> when i get back uh trainer is like you might want to go check on on oh, ashley Christ. williams and i was like okay um so i go down she's staying in like the little like um i think it's starboard uh like viewing observation deck or whatever sure. so i go in there and i find her um laying on the floor um <laughs> and she's like give me like 30 to 45 minutes um because she's drunk um ah, okay and she says that she wanted to let off some steam and Vega said he had just the thing to take her mind off of oh stuff. And that thing was alcohol. So uh, Shepard is like jokingly like I could test the fire alarm and get you up pretty quickly. And she goes, I'll give you a million credits to not do that. And then he's like, or I could have Joker start singing over the, you know, like the PA system or whatever. Uh, apparently Joker has a bad voice. Um, and she goes, I hate you. And Jin says, I hate you. And she goes, I hate you, sir. Um, <laughs> weird vibe, hey. given that these two used to date. Um, yeah. But whatever. So then when you speak to James in this Huevos Rancheros scene, he's mm. like, hey, maybe you should tell Ashley to come eat because I have a feeling she needs it. And Christ. Jin is like, I don't think that she can keep anything down right now. God. So, yeah. So basically, Ashley came on my ship to say uh, th out of pocket things about the drunk. Geth and get drunk. God. What are we doing? What are we doing here? <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Yeah. So now it's time to head to Rannoch mm -hmm. to save Admiral Chorus. Mm -hmm. We are on our way down in the transport ship and Admiral Zen comes in 
and tells us that the civilian fleet, which is the fleet that uh, Chorus was in charge of or is still technically in charge of because he's not dead yet. Spoilers. Uh, (laughs) Civilian fleet has taken heavy casualties, but the only thing keeping the only thing that kept them from being totally wiped out was Chorus crashing into the planet, destroying whatever he crashed into. I totally forget. Um, I think it was a gun or something. I don't know. Yeah. And now the only thing keeping the civilian fleet from like panicking and leaving is searching for Chorus and and Mm -hmm. like hoping that he is still alive. So we're like, okay, well, we have to get him back at all costs. Uh, And as yeah, she she says, like, there are some non-combatants are planning to leave the flotilla. Like, that's that's how bad it's getting. It's very funny to call them non-combatants when you put guns on their ships on their ships. Yeah, guys. Yeah. This seems like there's two conflicting ideas here. Mm hmm. Is this a a dialogue choice moment? I think so. I think you get to choose like, okay, well, yeah, yeah, you get to you get to decide like, all right, well, we'll find chorus or like you do something. I don't remember exactly what the choices were. Um, Oh, so I don't know if this is just like the line the shepherd says or if this was a a dialogue choice. But Jin said they've lost the leader in a war they didn't want. Yeah, this is is like, well, their wads are immaterial. We're trying to get whatever. Shut up. Um. (laughs) So, yeah, then then is a choice. It's like, okay, I'm going to go find him. Or like you can tell her, like, while I'm doing this, protect the civilians. That's what it is. I don't know. She says something else shitty. Yeah, Um, that's basically the vibe. Uh, Yeah. But then as you're talking, she begins to get scrambled because we discover there is a jamming tower in the vicinity. uh, And by the towers, there are also anti-air guns. So we have to Mm -hmm. take those out. uh, And then Steve will uh, Steve Cortez will swoop in Mm -hmm. with the transport and blow up the uh, comm scrambler. uh, Yeah. So we can, like, try to contact Chorus. Who would you bring on this mission? Garrus and Tali. Nice. I brought Tally and James because I was like, let me just commit to third wheeling James. Yeah. A little bit more. <laughs> yeah. I, we didn't get really much from Garrus in this one. The next one. I also brought Garrus and Tally. I call I, I, I nicknamed them the, the Dextro squad, of course. And I, I think he says some stuff in the next one, but nothing really in this one. Um, yeah. Um, in this one, I, I knew that there was some pote- some good James dialogue based on some decisions that I could make. So we'll talk oh, about that shortly. Interesting. Okay. Uh, so we arrive and we shut off a gun and we do some shooting of some Geth and then on mm-hmm. our way to another gun, we run into Dorn has 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 it. Um, mm-hmm. who is a, a quarry. And, and this whole time I, I should be noted, I guess you're, you are seeing dead quarry in just like around. So these were the civilians that were on Chorus's ship uh, who are also just, you know, they were forced to fight and because they mm-hmm. can't really fight because they are civilians, non-combatants, if you will, they got shot down. So Dorn has it is on the ground. Um, he's like, oh, did you are you like, are you answering my distress signal? Which uh, I don't f- we're not right. We just we're not. because the comms are jammed. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is just like so fucking sad. Brutal. Uh, that it's yeah. just like a coincidence that we found this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's, you know, he, he, he explains that he was a mechanic on the ship and he thought that he could, you know, hold off the geth for a little bit, um, to, to get the other, other civilians safe. Uh, and he explains to you that this, this was like the first time he had ever even held a gun. Um, yeah. which is just so fucking sad, man. Yeah. He also explains that the civilian fleet didn't even want this war to begin with. Uh, but they are kind of just 
stuck because of the choices the admirals made. Um, mm-hmm. And then you're like, OK, well, I have Metagel like we can heal you. We'll do whatever. And then he explains that he's already lost too much blood. Uh, so the Metagel won't work. Uh, and then in his dying breath, he says, tell Jonah his father made it to the home world. Uh, and then Tally is <laughs> like, you know, rest in peace. Dorn has it. Voss Rannoch, which yeah. is so so upsetting <laughs> yeah like jeez brutal and it's like as as he says like tell you know tell my son that i made it to the home world he like looks up at the sky and yeah. there's like stars and like it is i'm getting like emotional right now it's talking about it upsetting. it's really it's really fucking sad and it's really sad with like the revelation that like yeah the civilian fleet didn't want this like this yeah. is not what we what we wanted as yeah. like just people living our lives this is something the admirals wanted right really really sad yeah so we go to disable the rest of the guns and every time you go to disable a gun they're like hey who do you want to do this every single time uh Mm -hmm. i chose tally every time because in my head because of course you would right yeah exactly of course Um, you would make that decision you wouldn't make a different decision right did you have james do it you wouldn't have james take out the guns would you (laughs) did that change anything Yes. So this is why. So again, as I as I mentioned before, I'm like looking up a guide of like who is fun to Mm. like take on certain missions for certain dialogue. Yeah. Um, And they say, take James and have him be the one to disable the guns. (laughs) So the first time you do this, (laughs) he goes, "Uh, tech's not my specialty, but I'll pull a few wires and see what comes out. Fucking God. this little cutscene as he walks up to the console and like scratches his head for a second and then just starts kicking it does it work (laughs) eventually yeah um but like you see like tali and Jin in the back and Jin just like shakes his head and like puts his head in his hands um extremely good it's like Jin, you made this decision by you i mean me yeah um but (laughs) it is extremely funny and then uh the other times when you you take out the other two guns he's like whatever you say um (laughs) yeah it's i after a while i was like this is so silly but i like to think of it as Jin trolling tolly by not having her do the tech thing and not having james do the fighting yeah um being like no no tolly you you're with me let's let james uh (laughs) kick this thing until right yeah really good um i love trolling my uh fantasy girlfriend yeah you can just call her girlfriend you don't have to call her fantasy girlfriend it's fine well she's jin's girlfriend (laughs) i want her to be my girlfriend but (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so uh, we disable all the guns and we do a lot of shooting and it's like fun i had a good time um yeah and then steve comes in and blasts the the jamming tower or whatever uh and we immediately get in contact with chorus who has been trying to get in contact with dorn has it uh mm-hmm. also really sad and then so you're like okay well you know D- dorn has it's dead sorry just tell us where you are and we'll come get you and we'll bring you back to the ships and he's like no actually you should save the rest of the civilians that are still here like they don't deserve to die yeah. because of the choices we as the admirals made which is like maybe you should have i mean i know he's been lobbying well for this. he voted against it he did yeah, vote against so. it but it's also like i don't know it's the whole thing and so then you get an option to like not get his coordinates and rescue the civilians or like force mm-hmm. him to give you his coordinates yeah it's one of the, it's like a like a paragon renegade like check um yeah. to see if you can like convince him to come with you and yeah you know not save the civilians which yeah. feels shitty it feels really bad but also goes yeah. along with that garris conversation of like killing 10 million 10 billion to save 20 billion mm-hmm. over here you know it's like yeah 
Eesh, it's really rough. This this mission, I think, specifically does a really great job of illustrating the like the dire straits of this war, like mm-hmm. just uh, the the Reaper war uh, at at large. Yeah, I mean, when you so I I picked the the Paragon one here, and like the conversation you have with Chorus is like really great and interesting. Mm. Um, you're basically like, well, I need you, like we need you because we that's the only way to like get the civilian fleet out of this. Mm-hmm. Um, is like with your leadership, and he's like. Honestly, it's I think it's too late for us. Like we're we're not getting out of this war now. And uh, Shepard is like, I don't know if we are or we aren't, but I know that we can't do it without you. Right. And so Chorus says, ancestors, forgive me. Yeah. Uploading my coordinates. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I wrote in here. Oof, this feels awful. It feels really bad. It feels really, really really bad. bad. And I think part of it is like just seeing the the civilians the dead civilians that we've already run through like just seeing them yeah. on the ground and and having that moment with Dorn obviously is is mm-hmm. made to kind of build those emotional stakes so we get his coordinates and then we're put into like this cool like rail shooter situation where he's <laughs> yeah. like pinned down by Geth and we are shooting at at these Geth from the uh, transport ship. Uh, mm-hmm. from a turret it on the transport ship which is cool yeah it is it is really cool i gotta say i can't see shit when i'm shooting from that big turret yeah there's like, so much exploding and yeah. they're yeah they're so small and i i don't know my eyes are so 33 years old well, and i <laughs> yeah I, I just i'm just like i don't know i'm just shooting yeah they <laughs> hopefully make, it works they make the reticle really big so like you have a really wide area where you'll hit so if you kind of aim a little bit to where you kind of think you see the mm-hmm. ant size geth then you will probably hit them um but there was one moment where i had one geth left and he was like oh behind God. a rock and i was like okay i can't oh, what the fuck man hit this guy but then he did move and i did i did finally get him but this fucking guy this yeah. fucking guy brings me back to the mass effect one days where there would just be one dude mm. standing somewhere locked in a corner shooting at a wall and you'd have to find yeah. him to end the fight uh great times thank you so much Bioware, uh. for leaving that in the legendary edition version. <laughs> um so we get down to to grab chorus and as as chorus is running to the ship both of the 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 doors on the ship are open so that he can run in and we can shoot the gun mm-hmm. <laughs> fucking geth shoots a missile through the ship like in yeah. one door out the other door mm-hmm. as chorus jumps on and we shoot that guy down uh just unnecessarily it, like man. the fucking drama of this moment yeah a fucking like rocket he shoots a rocket line sure yeah yeah and it just goes whoop yeah <laughs> right through the ship uh which yeah. is also very funny considering later i think you talk to legion and they're like yeah they the the reapers have really improved our targeting systems <laughs> yeah well i guess maybe with all of his friends gone that one geth was mm. was you know that's true that's true yeah not not functioning at his highest level right having a bad having an off day yeah so then we arrive back at the normandy with chorus in tow. Mm-hmm. And we're just thrown right into a, uh, a conversation or like a, a vid com conversation, mm-hmm. whatever hologram with chorus, uh, who is like, Hey, you were right. This was the right decision, which just, just seems like 
we literally just left the planet and even if we're suspending disbelief like has it been what 20 minutes and we're he's yeah like, this was a I good mean, idea he, i i sort of believe it because it's like i guess we're supposed to believe he's like back with the civilian fleet and he yeah. says like yeah there is a lot of like unrest here yeah. and it is like a good thing that i'm back yeah. uh so like i can suspend disbelief for this one just this once okay yeah just i guess so he does say we need to turn our attention to those we can still save, which I always, yeah. in any media, I love that sentiment. So mm-hmm. that got me. But yeah, he says, like, let's end this fucking war and uh, then we can help you with the Reapers and stuff. <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just briefly, again, back on the Normandy, mm-hmm. um, we get another one of these choose a side moments where Zen is talking to Tally about mm-hmm. like, oh, well, we're actually going to turn our ships uh, away from the 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 life ships uh, or whatever they call the, the live ships. That's what it is. Um, which are the civilian ships uh, to, to go uh, rummage the Geth Dreadnought. And Tally's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, no, don't do that because <laughs> these people are still here now. And the Geth like Dreadnought will be there in a few hours after we get this all settled. Uh, to be perfectly honest, I didn't even listen to this one. I was just like, <laughs> I am backing my girlfriend here. Yeah, like, fair enough. Fair enough. Get fucked. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then so Zen, Zen is like, oh, well, when the, we don't have the Reaper tech or the Geth tech to like take them down, like that's not on me. And it's like we're literally hanging out with the coolest mm-hmm. Geth who also still has all the Reaper knowledge. So maybe fucking chill out. Yeah, calm down. <laughs> calm down. I uh, have this. Okay. Yeah, I've I've got I it. Have Just this. fucking I've relax. I, I wrote this is where I wrote my notes. These people fucking suck, dude. Damn. <laughs> Um, they're just so they just uh, constantly are taking L's Admiral, mm-hmm. you know, more like, uh, Oh, nice. <laughs> that's bad. Zing. Zing. <laughs> we head to, or so now, uh, I headed to the cockpit to get Joker's, uh, wisdom on this. Um, <laughs> I do love, it's always like the first, like the logical first place to go. Yeah after a mission but it's also like <laughs> i'm like this literal joker i'm, I'm <laughs> here for his fool. opinion yeah but i do actually um he's he has some good yeah uh, this one's good dialogue here yeah this one's this one's good yeah he's talking about how the the fighter fleets are cool and like watching them fly around they're like really great pilots the the quarians are um and he's like but fucking arming the civilian ships was like so dumb Mm-hmm. and and Edie explains that she like agrees with him and is like yeah the geth wouldn't have even targeted the civilian ships if they weren't armed because they would have been tactically insignificant which mm-hmm. is just like so yeah fucking annoying and then you know it's joker, so true it is so true 100 percent. and and then joker has has a couple you know a couple more lines but he he ends it off with maybe if you if your plan involves strapping a gun to your kid's school bus it's not a good plan yeah Uh, which like yeah a hundred percent dude get their ass get their ass did you also hear overhear the conversation between james and joker when you first come in the bridge here Uh, i think so but i did not write it down so um james is basically like hey you know like the koreans wear those suits like is there something like that that like you could wear for your frolic syndrome and joker is like yeah like they make that stuff it's like an exosuit basically but um the problem is like when i'm flying i need to like feel my balance shift i need to feel the ship like move with me that's Mm -hmm. what makes me such a good pilot um and like wearing something like that would fuck with it he's and it's he says something like like if you take that away like that's like 
this is what makes me me is like yeah. my you know my skills as a pilot and like you know my ability to do that i just thought that was super interesting yeah. um and like a cool sort of viewpoint on on like disability is like this isn't like something that you like need to fix it's right. like not you know like this is who i am and yeah. like you know i don't need to like i don't know that was a cool moment no yeah um, i think it is i think it is really Joker great taking a couple of dubs yeah um on this this i'm so mean to him in the bullshit i should really be nicer to him <laughs> he's he's a shithead I, I like as much as he, he is, is like kind of a cool guy sometimes he is just a complete shithead you know mm-hmm. uh sometimes he's got it so right and sometimes he's got it so wrong uh, yeah you know duality and all things uh the only other thing i had here really uh is garris is talking to his dad mm-hmm. on palavin yeah and it's really upsetting <laughs> um, yeah it's like you go through the door and you like hear him like on a call with him mm-hmm. and like you his voice is like so like desperate yeah. and like he's like you gotta get out of there like whatever um and his dad says like they're trying to leave palavin um his sister broke her leg but is otherwise fine and the last thing you hear is like his dad's like we're trying to get out but like we don't know if there's enough evac ships whatever and then like the message cuts off yeah and garris sort of like says to himself spirits please watch over them let me see them again yeah fucking brutal he says spirits if you're real which i think is also a really telling uh like addition to that conversation of just like so that i didn't hear in the voice line but it was on the subtitles oh interesting which is so interesting i'm like what goes into like those differences because like generally my my understanding is like that means it was like in the original script but like for whatever reason was like not part of like the voice lines i don't know Mm. um correct me if i'm wrong anyone but uh (laughs) i'm just fascinated by that difference yeah that is interesting (laughs) I did. I also noticed one of those this week. I was talking to James and he said, do not. And the subtitle said, don't, uh, which is a much Ooh. smaller discrepancy. Yeah. But, uh, still but very that's what happens sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you, when which you have like, <laughs> a million voice lines in a game, I'm sure mm-hmm. you can mess up one subtitle. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's also interesting here. Like then if you like talk to Garrus, it's just like normal dialogue yeah which this is another moment where i'm willing to suspend disbelief that like garris is not going to show you like how rattled he is yeah Um, if you you go through all those options then his like default you know like he'll tell you to go away thing is like uh not right now shepherd or something which is like which is very kind of dismissive um yeah like he is sad but uh it is that those moments are always so funny um i like jokers specifically because something about the volume at which Mm -hmm. joker saying commander is like a few decibels louder than his other recorded lines so if you go to talk to him he's like yeah and so that's how i feel and then he just goes commander (laughs) it's just yeah it's (laughs) it's his normal voice lines like they uh, they are like i don't know mixed or something Mm -hmm. in such a way that it like sounds like he's like in the room talking on the bridge and you're like just having you know like at a normal distance and then when he says commander it's like he's right up in your (laughs) ear he's right there it's so funny every time it makes me laugh Um, yeah 
anyway. Yeah. The only other thing I have here is uh, Javik in the AI core. Did you have anything else? Uh, I had one other thing, but yeah, let's talk okay. about Javik in the AI core. First. Yeah. So Javik's in the AI core <laughs> fighting with Edie uh, mm-hmm. about the, and it's another one of those, like you can choose a side thing. Um, yeah. But, but Javik is just like, why should we trust machines? Machines don't get organics and they never will. Mm-hmm. Um, and Edie is like getting upset, uh, which is a, a yeah. interesting thing to hear. Um, but I sided with Edie. I was like, both of you like chill. Same. Edie is right, but also it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, just relax. Yeah. I, this conversation, like I couldn't even, I was trying to take notes on it and it just like, it goes in so many directions. <laughs> it's very like, what about? Yeah. To the point that like the last thing I heard before I intervened was Edie being like, well, your people like enslaved a bunch of people. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, all right, we're we're getting very personal here. Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's like this whole conversation yeah. is just like Javik is made uncomfortable by the idea of AI and he is just going to be upset about it no matter what you say to try and justify it. Mm-hmm. Um, OK, and so, Grandpa, let's get you to bed. Yeah, it's just two people like being like, well, you and no, well, I and well, you and like that whole thing. Uh, it is very a very yeah. petty argument, which is very interesting to hear Edie mm-hmm. be a part of yeah and so then you you know you tell them both to shut the hell up and you can talk to Javik and he he, he says that he's disturbed that Edie was given an attractive body and I just wrote me too pal <laughs> yes <laughs> on this week I'd agree yeah um I I also there's like a little bit of dialogue with Cortez and James um, oh yes that very is good. fun where when you talk to Cortez he's like I had a really fun time on this last mission <laughs> and James is like oh yeah you like shot shot a defenseless tower like really cool <laughs> And Cortez is like, hey, it's cool because like the this shuttle isn't usually meant for combat. It's for dropping soldiers in hot zones. Soldiers like you. Jarheads like um, you, he says. Jarheads. He calls them <laughs> a jarhead. Um, and he goes, and if you stow the attitude, it might even be for picking you up again. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, is a good, a good zinger from Cortez. Really, really good. I wish that Cortez and James could be together. That would be such a great thing. Like their relationship is really pair. great, honestly. Yeah. Um, that would be so nice. Damn. You can talk to James here about the like he'll just talk about how he doesn't really understand the Quarians. Um, and he's like talking about the choices they've made. <laughs> he's just he does he drops another it's loco. It's just completely loco. It's just loco. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, thank you, Freddie. Um yeah. and that's all I have on the Normandy. You know for this what run. the thing is? It's not that I mind the Spanglish. Yeah. It's that they <laughs> so rarely use like it's always just him calling things local yeah it's it's very it's it's definitely a fault of the writers and not freddie prince jr i know i keep like making fun of of freddie but it's definitely not his fault but it's just like a total misunderstanding of how Mm -hmm. spanglish like works and like how these uh how like bilingual communication actually Mm -hmm. functions (laughs) it's just like oh we just call something loco sometimes it's just like "Mm, that's pretty loco yeah Okay. Okay. Thank you. Um, (laughs) Thanks, Bioware. I will say a shout out to Freddie. Um, I recently started Star Wars Rebels and I didn't realize I was like, oh, my God, there's a James Vega in this. Um, (laughs) And I think it's really cool. Uh, Freddie Prince Jr. got to play a Jedi. Good for him. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, uh, James, (laughs) James could be a Jedi. That'd be fun. Oh, my God. Are there any like ripped Jedis? Meathead Jedi. I 
<laughs> don't ask me this I, kn- I knew you were the right Don't ask me this question because I have the first thing that's going to come to my mind is hot shirtless Kit Fisto from the Clone Wars. Oh, you can't you yeah. can't bring me down that rabbit hole, but why did they make him hot? <laughs> I didn't want to have these feelings about Kit Fisto, yeah. arguably one of the worst Star Wars costumes ever. <sighs> Uh, well, while you're, uh, spiraling down that hole, let's do Priority Renock, shall we? All right, fine. <laughs> just uh, gonna keep seeing the, the, the very green, very shirtless smile. Yeah. <laughs> very shirtless, shirtless smile. Get pissed uh, I, if we did episode names, I think this episode would just be called, like, Hot Shirtless. Yeah, Hot Shirtless Kit Fisto. Once again, I bring the Dextro squad, uh, James, uh, Garrison and Tali. Did you bring James on this one also? No, I I almost did, but I decided I wanted to, because like this is such like a big mission. I decided mm. I was leaning towards someone, and then I was like, let me roll a dice. Um, so okay. I rolled a d6, because um, there's seven people, and Tali is mandatory, so it was perfect. Um, and I got Liara, and that's exactly oh. who I had been thinking of. So nice. I was like, this is, this is Kismet, and I'm bringing her. There you go. Yeah. Uh, cool. So we're rolling down uh, to the planet with Legion in tow. Um, and he explains like, OK, you guys take care of destroying the the Reaper base and I will organize our escape um, mm-hmm. because he still has the Reaper code in inside them. Uh, and so they mm-hmm. can, you know, unlock the ships and stuff and, and be able to get us off the planet. Because I guess it just needs to be faster than our regular transport. Like, is that what it is? Like, is that why Steve can't just come and <laughs> rescue us? I don't know. Yeah. Okay. That's. Uh, I <laughs> I'm gonna always... be honest. I was not paying a whole lot of attention in this part because mm. I was texting some friends about the wine trip. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, yeah, sure. Let's go with that. Yeah, I, I guess. I guess that's what it is. I'm not really 100 percent sure of the actual logistics, but that is what's happening. Legion is going to get yeah. get our escape stuff situated, and we are going to go and blow up the Reaper base. So we. <sighs> As we're actually as we're flying in, uh, this is like a reveal that mm-hmm, Legion that still, still has some Reaper, Reaper code and uh, Vigil starts playing. Um, not for the first time in this mission <laughs> or not for the last <laughs> time in this mission. Uh, uh, and and they're just like, I'm sorry that I lied to you. I'm like ashamed that I have this Reaper code still in me and I had to like whatever. And, you know, you can be like, oh, I, I get why you lied about it. And it's not a big deal or like, you know. Mm-hmm. Or you can chew them out a or little you can bit. Chew them out, um, yeah. But I think you you say like you were ashamed and they like deny that they were ashamed. They're like, that's an emotional reaction. Like that mm. shouldn't shouldn't apply yeah. is the phrase that they use. It's like, sure. Cool. We're, we're growing. Cool. We're growing. We're growing. We're getting emotions. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, and there's also like this conversation again I was distracted which is a shame because it's an interesting conversation mm. um because like Shep is like I understand why you did it but I'm like it's it's like a I'm not mad I'm disappointed sort of moment yeah, almost yeah. and they say how did we get here the geth are better than this and legion responds no based on empirical Ugh. evidence they are not Ugh. Uh, good yeah good writing and and this is like shepherd like grabs their forehead and like rubs their brow yeah. like how did we even get here yeah the um, same face they make when when james is kicking the console <laughs> james so. kicks the console i'm disappointed in my big sons <laughs> um, so many big sons yeah 
Uh, and I actually I was I was mistaken about when Vigil comes on because Vigil comes on now. Uh, I just yeah. m- mix it up in my notes uh, because we set foot on Rannoch and uh, suspend disbelief for a moment. Pretend we didn't bring Tally on the chorus mission. Uh, yeah. <laughs> she's like, wow, I'm on Rannoch for the first time ever. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but, you know, you're just like walking around and, and um, she talks about it. She says uh, the sky and the rocks for rock formations. They used to write poems about them. Um, mm-hmm. And you can say like and now you'll write new ones or whatever and she like holds her hands up like she's framing something you know like the the finger and the thumb uh making a rectangle and says the living room window will go right here and she like points at it like a sunrise and you're like what are you doing and she says uh i've claimed this plot of land so uh so when we mm-hmm. when we defeat the the reapers then this is where i will build my house and it's just like so sweet uh yeah she, she talks about uh the phrase kila salai uh which is something that that has been said several times throughout the uh mm-hmm. mass effect games um which to her closest approximation is something like i didn't actually write down what I, it was. I, I have it what the fuck? Uh, it's uh she says the best translation i can come up with is by the home world i hope to see one day yeah. which is a lot for two words it's i'm very lot. impressed at the efficiency of the Quarian language yeah well, it's like one of those things like I know there's like Japanese phrases that like it doesn't actually translate to like mm-hmm. English, you know, uh, sentence sentence or sentiment. And it's like one word actually means like kind of like a, a whole 10 yeah. word sentence of like how a you're concept. feeling in a very specific situation. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so but that is it's it's very mm-hmm. good. Very uh, upsetting. And then, yeah, uh, she talks about how, you know, living in the migrant fleet, being born into the migrant fleet. These these kids, she says, we've gotten used to carrying home with us. And Shepard picks up a rock off the ground and gives it to her. And I'm like, I'm getting emotional again right now. Yeah. But like it's, it's a moment. Oh, yeah. my God. That's a moment. That is so good. I love that. So I've got full body goosebumps again. Mm-hmm. Um, just like, you know, these people who have lived for 300 years in in this fleet uh, and they're finally able to, you know, repopulate, I guess, their mm-hmm. their their home world. It's just so moving, you know. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, as we begin uh, infiltrating the planet and shooting and stuff, we arrive at a like just a giant hole in the ground mm-hmm. uh, and right before that legion is like oh shit they're closing the lid to the base basically um yeah. and as we arrive this huge at this huge hole this big metal door slides over the hole and locks it off yeah. like ah fuck and so we are like okay well we gotta retract this thing and th- this is an interesting moment between garris and tally uh where he says i know i know legion is on our side but reaper code and tally just says no legion is on our side and that's that's the end of the conversation. Holy shit. Yeah. I'm like, that's fuck, so man. good. Wow. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, so this is where. Shit. Yeah. So this is where Legion also explains that the uh, Reaper code has upgraded and improved their targeting. Garrel explains that he's going and this is all happening as we're like running through and shooting Geth and stuff. Garrel uh, explains that he's going to start sending ships and that there are apparently also civilian ships are still involved in this despite what had just happened. We're still continuing to do this. Uh, and then we, we we get past all this stuff. We do all the shooting, uh, but then we have to manually input the, uh, the, the like open door button. Mm-hmm. And at this moment, I had written, ah, shoot, Legion's going to die, aren't they? <laughs> uh because i forgot i forgot the like theme of all these missions is that somebody you care about dies (laughs) (laughs) so so uh that was my called shot i guess um right before 
<laughs> right before a fucking reaper shows up. Mm-hmm. So we open the door and as we open the door, we take out a big targeting gun, which I guess we've just had with us to tell the Normandy where to shoot big missile. Uh, and we shoot big <laughs> missile into the hole and a big bug boy shows up. Big bug boy climbs out of the hole. Uh, there's a reaper here. Surprise. <laughs> Um, Surprise. And uh, I will just say I was telling you, Kim, before before we started, uh, but uh, our friend Stephen had said to me in lieu of our friend Brendan, who was busy uh, at the time of this conversation happening, uh, who has said this phrase multiple times. But uh, Stephen had told me, you're going to shit. Uh, and I this is where I began <laughs> shitting and I was just shitting through the rest of this, mm-hmm. the rest of this mission. So, um, yeah, it's a wild moment. Uh, it's, yeah, just it's crazy. Every single time a Reaper shows up, I can't believe I'm like blown away every single time because it's like this isn't a new like I've seen this type of Reaper mm-hmm. before. Like I was running under its feet on Tachanka, but it is just like absolutely horrific. Um, they're so big. They're so big. And the sounds yeah. are so good. I got to play. I got to play one of these missions with headphones on one day because I, I need I need like high mm. fidelity like in my ears when like in these moments, because I imagine it's probably so, so unsettling. Yeah. <sighs> so then we are like, OK, uh, or, or Legion pulls up and it's like, all right, let's go. <laughs> we we got to get out of here. Yeah. Uh, and so we hop in the transport with Legion. And then we get this weird moment where we're like once again in a rail shooter, like on a turret. Mm -hmm. And then it doesn't matter at all because it like that sequence ends in like 10 seconds. Uh, Yeah. And so I'm like, why are we? And also like shooting a like you're shooting the Reaper with a turret. It doesn't do anything. It doesn't do anything. It's a fucking Reaper. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And so we are uh, uh, flying out and Geralt gets a a shot in as this thing is charging up a, a, a laser and like stuns it and we're like oh okay so it looks like when it's like going to shoot its big laser that it's vulnerable Mm -hmm. and then legion explains like okay well we can probably make it out before the reaper recovers um like we Mm -hmm. we we can get to like a safe a safe zone uh and shepherd is like no we are not leaving the geth indoctrinated like we are i'm gonna take care of this reaper and ranok is gonna be free and the geth are gonna be free and it's all gonna be good yeah Um, this is like in a lot of narratives like this where your character is like the chosen one mm-hmm. it feels often like you're being told instead of shown that like they're the the chosen one and they're so special and they're so you know exemplary yeah and a lot of like like with shepherd a lot of what happened to them it's like they just happened to be in yeah. the place at the time where you know they like touched this prothean device and like were sent on this quest this is a moment where the big dick energy coming <laughs> off of your shepherd yeah. is so big yeah. that it's like, oh, I understand why this is the person who's going to save the galaxy. Because they're like, no, 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 we're not. We're not retreating. We're going to fucking destroy this thing. Yeah. That yeah. is it's such a cool moment. Yeah, um, it's, it's really good. Uh, yeah. There's a moment later when you're talking to Hackett about this stuff and you can ask, like, why was I chosen to do this or whatever? Anybody could do this. And Hackett's like, no, they they can't. Like, you've proven it that you that you're like the person to be in this situation. And Shepard's like, I mean, it's really just being being like in the right spot and a little bit of luck. Like, I haven't really mm-hmm. actually actively tried to do anything. And Hackett is like, no, shut the fuck up. Like mm-hmm. you've made choices regardless of luck or coincidence. Like you've made choices that other people would not have made um, that, yeah. that have changed the the course of this war, which I just think is a really cool moment. Mm-hmm. So that, that's I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I hadn't even considered yeah. like. I mean, it very obviously Shepard is like a chosen one, quote unquote, but I haven't mm-hmm. even like thought about it in that context. Yeah, it's cool. So, yeah, the plan is Shep is going to use this targeting laser to target 
that uh you know big red shoot me button laser <laughs> yeah. yeah and they're like Edie, hook up the entire quarian fleet to this targeting laser yeah. um not just the the normandy and i got a little bit of dialogue here with tali mm. i don't know i think it might i don't know if it's just the romance but mm. um she's like if this doesn't work if we don't make it She's like, you know, sort of like stuttering, like, and Jin's just goes, you worry too much. <laughs> uh, and she says, I love you. Aww. And Jin says, Kila Salai. Um, and then uh, we launch into shooting a big reaper. Shoot a big reaper, yeah. Um, yeah. This is a cool moment if you don't die. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I yeah. did a couple of times, like mm -hmm. more than twice. And it was like really sucked all the tension and like, wow, this is a cool moment out of it completely. Yeah. I, I wish this was like less of a actual quote unquote boss fight and more of like a, a series of scripted moments where like, yeah, I know I'm going to get the laser off. And, it, you know, like and if I don't, then it's like narratively cool and like, let's see what happens next. Mm -hmm. But like in this moment, it's like, oh, you didn't move out of the way fast enough and you are dead. Period. Yeah, because it's an it's an insta kill, which obviously, obviously makes sense. Obviously. But like trying to target this laser and like you have to like hold it for a minute so like it can like, you know. Yeah. Get like targeted or whatever um, and avoid like getting hit by the laser at the same time yeah. is like not super easy to do. I was playing on super baby mode, so I only died once. Sure. But I, I remember like anything higher than that. This, this does get a little frustrating very quickly, yeah, even well, though it is like such a cool moment. Yeah. It, it doesn't like th there is a thing that the targeting laser does where like you can aim at it and aim for a little bit and then like mm -hmm. stop aiming and run to the side and it like slowly will unaim. But you can like stack those moments where you're like aiming and not aiming, aiming and not aiming, which is like a fun mechanic. If I knew how this targeting gun worked, right. like it took me like a couple of tries to realize like, oh, if I stop holding, mm -hmm. you know, if I stop holding R at this thing that the target won't completely go away. It'll just like slowly yeah. fade. Um, and then it just became I think it's also it's uh, like what makes it frustrating, too, is like you're you're targeting the laser. So you're like looking up at this thing to mm -hmm. to target. And the way that it works when the Reaper is shooting at you is like it starts sort of like below you mm -hmm. and then moves up towards you. So you can't actually see that it's coming. Yeah. If you're like targeting actively to like know when is the moment that I need to break away, it's like a little bit of a pain in the butt. And it isn't just like a straight shot. Like once it starts shooting the laser, it can still angle toward you. So if you don't mm -hmm. like fully stop aiming and run in the in like a, away from the laser, you don't move fast enough while aiming to avoid the laser being yeah. being slowly moved toward you. So it's just like it's a, it's a really cool moment. And I don't want to take that away from it. But like, man, did it stink to get to get taken out of it in in those moments so i just i wish mm -hmm. there was like you know we're on uh, some sort of uh, like rock formation and we shoot one laser and then it shoots down that rock formation and we're forced to run to another one like i wish it was more of a like set piece moment mm -hmm. and less of a one-on-one -on -one boss fight which is a thing that like mm -hmm. doesn't happen super often in in these games and i think it is this moment is the worse for it um, yeah because it really does just like suck, it out, suck out the tension and stuff what is so demonstrative of the fact that like they really didn't need to to make this the one on one boss fight that mm. you're describing is that the last shot that you take 
the Reaper gets very close. Like it walks up, <laughs> yeah. gets really close to the ledge that you're on. So you're like staring it down like point blank. And the whole thing goes uh, like slow-mo. Yeah. So it's like the Reaper's charging up, you're charging up your, your like laser shot. It's like this really tense moment and it is designed for you to succeed, but it, it's still like a cool moment, even yeah. though you like know that the, that the stakes are not like actually like you're about to die here. It's like designed to, to work. Yeah. Well, here's the thing about that, Kim is I took like a second too long to start aiming and did die at that moment. Really? Oh, <laughs> yeah. I like it, it fired its laser like right as the targeting thing was finishing because I took too long to realize what was happening, uh... I guess. And and I died and had to start the fight over. <laughs> um, oh, that's so frustrating. So like really every single ounce of like tension and like coolness was sucked out of it. But like you said, so let me revise demonstrative of that is that I thought that that moment was was like designed for me to succeed. And I still <laughs> thought it was very cool. So like you could have just done that. Yeah. And it still would have been a cool yeah. like power fantasy kind of moment. Yeah. Without the frustration of um, deaths. Yeah. But anyway, anyway, it is a cool moment after the fact you hit the big reaper you hit the big reaper i wrote in my notes for some reason we blow him to beep boop town nonetheless <laughs> i don't know what the <laughs> fuck that means um well i love that but uh but there it goes uh so you blast this thing and it collapses in front of you uh and then we get just some of my favorite scenes in this game or when you're talking to reapers uh and and this is a cool one yeah um and yeah. it, it says to you uh you resist but you will fail the cycle must continue uh, and Gortney is like, look, I've defeated multiple of you at this point. And like mm -hmm. we have we have survived two mass extinction events. Uh, also, one of you got eaten by a big worm. Like, <laughs> the cycle must continue. It's not, it's not like that. OK, yeah. like I'm not that scared anymore. Yeah. You know? um, but Shepard's like, look, we've we've earned a straight answer at this point. Like, what are you doing? Like, what is what is the point of all this? Uh, and it explains <laughs> uh, it is a fate you cannot comprehend. You represent <laughs> chaos. We represent order. Uh, what do you? Yes, you're laughing. I just love it's like you can't even begin to comprehend this. And then it explains like what is a pretty like common theme in a lot of fiction. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, it says uh, without our intervention, organics are doomed. We are your salvation. Uh, and it dies. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one more more oh, line yeah. that I, I like before the Reaper dies. Is they say um, like the cycle must continue. There's no alternative. Chef says organics and, th and synthetics don't have to destroy each other. And um, the Reaper says the battle for Rannoch disproves this. Mm. Uh, finish your war. We will be waiting. Mm. Um, hardcore. But um, <laughs> the battle for Rannoch does not have I to was, disprove this. It doesn't actually disprove this is the learn. thing, because it's like yeah. you you hate us. But the Geth don't generally like, you know, when they're their own, when they're when they're free mm -hmm. from your intervention. Like, so I don't think it's really that's not as much of a slay as you think it is. I don't think. Um, mm -hmm. But anyway, it dies. Uh, get fucked. And then then Admiral Geralt chimes in and is like, hey, the Geth have stopped firing. Now's our chance to destroy them all. <laughs> like, my man, what have we been doing? This <laughs> we learned nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Um, and so, so Legion is there and Tally's there and Legion is like, look, 
I still have access to the Reaper code and the upgrades. And like now that the Geth have free will, like I could share these amongst the consensus and we could like become true intelligence, like actual mm-hmm. true intelligence. And and Tally is like, Shepard, please, like you can't do this, um, yeah. which you know i i don't know guys like we killed the big thing like we get it you know like it's they're they're fine but uh i chose i sided with legion and told him to to begin uploading the code Mm -hmm. and this entire time every time legion chimes in here they give like 10 percent at the end of their things like 20 percent uploaded uh which is just like a fun little Mm -hmm. like tension builder and i i wrote uh, tally is like way less like freaked than i thought she would be uh at first so, um yeah so so she's she's basically like listen like the fleet is already attacking yeah um if they if we upload the code like the geth are going to become like a true intelligence and they're going to destroy us right like shepherd she says shepherd you can't choose the geth over my people mm. so like she is a little bit freaked she is freaked I, she was less freaked when i told legion to begin the upload she like chills out for a moment but then is again like fires back up it's like please don't do this and she's like begs legion to stop also at that point yeah legion responds do you remember the question that caused the creators Ugh. to attack us talisora does this unit have a soul um and then that's like the moment you get to like you can say okay start uploading the code and tell tali like call the fleet off mm-hmm. um so they don't get destroyed and so Tali radios them and Geralt basically break off your attack. And Geralt's like, nope, keep attacking, please. <laughs> and yeah, and then she she begs Legion to stop the upload. And they say, we regret the deaths of the creators, Ooh. but we see no alternative. Forty percent. Really, 40%. really brutal. Yeah. And then this is the big moment you get. Um, if you have enough uh, Paragon and Renegade points, you get a few options. You can either like if you don't have enough points, you can allow the upload or you can stop Legion. You have to choose between the two of them. Mm-hmm. If you do have enough points, you can rally the fleet or warn the fleet. Yeah, which is a thing I had to like l- I don't do this because it's a dumb choice, but I had to look up what the difference between these two was because to me, they kind of sounded like the same thing. And I was like, well, obviously the Paragon one, I think should be like, we let this continue happening and nobody dies and we're good. But also rally them makes it sound like I'm like, actually, no, continue firing. You know what I mean? I was like really confused. And so I had to look up to make sure that doing the paragon like rally rally the fleet mm-hmm. would do what i wanted it to do yeah it's just very it worded very interestingly yeah i assume that the difference i don't i don't remember but i assume that the difference is like the difference between being like we can achieve peace and mm. like if you do this you're gonna get your <laughs> shit rocked yeah so yeah i i also i assume you chose the paragon option yes. once you once you looked up that is also what i did as Jin. um so Shepard says, nobody else dies today. Legion, keep going. Um, and they radio into the the quarians, all ships. This is Shepard. The Reaper is dead. Stand down. Tali says, Shepard speaks with my authority. Chorus, if you have saved mm-hmm. him, says mine as well. Geralt says, no, keep firing. Legion says, 60%. <laughs> 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 you know, this, I, the ticking clock is it's sort good. of a fun creation of tension yeah. here. Jin says, the Geth are about to return to full strength. If you keep attacking, they'll wipe you out. You force them to rebel. You force them to ally with the Reapers. 80%. <laughs> um, 
And they say, the Geth don't want to fight you. If you can believe that for just one minute, this war will be over. You have a choice. Please, Keyless lie. And Geralt says to hold fire. Um, Hooray. Yeah. <laughs> Finally. Um, I am getting emotional because um, if there's, <laughs> this is another one where there are a lot of different permutations of how things could go. Oh. Going as far back as Mass Effect 2 and whether Tali survives. Oh, interesting. In my first playthrough, I lost Tali in Mass Effect 2. <gasps> she was my only casualty. Oh my God. Um, Jeez Louise. And I, I like, I was very upset about it, but I made the decision to just keep going because I was like, I want to like live with the consequences of the choices that I made. Like I want to yeah. see what happens. Little did I know I was dooming myself to have absolutely no option to save both <sighs> the Geth and the Quarians. Wow. If you lose Tali... You cannot save them both. You don't get to to make this extra check. Mm -hmm. um, so you have to decide between the two. And in my original playthrough, I chose to save the Geth because the Quarians are you know, <laughs> right. assholes throughout right. this whole game. Right. Um, and Tali's not there. And um, I think it's Ron is here instead. Mm. And if you do that, um, the whole Quarian fleet is destroyed and Ron shoots herself in the head. Oh my God. Um, also if you in the, if you have Tali and you choose, uh, to save the Geth over Quarians, Tali also kills herself here. Oh my God. Wow. It's really dark. That's fucking. Yeah. Holy shit. Oh my yeah. Lord, dude, I need to like take a minute. Holy yeah. shit. Um, wow. It's to the point that I I started another playthrough and I it was my like renegade shepherd. Mm -hmm. Um, and I got to this point in that playthrough and like did it right this time and managed to save both. And I was like, I have to go back and with my original shepherd play through this again oh my God. yeah <laughs> so i played I, and i haven't finished that playthrough yet but wow. i was like i i have to fix this in my wow. original playthrough because like what happened was so sad and this is like so like i need this to be canon mm, in, my, sure. in my my mass effect lore sure, personal sure, sure. lore um so wow yeah that is that's one of my several playthroughs was the beginning of fixing what happened in mass effect two so that I could play through this one, saving both the Quarians and the Geth. Yeah. Damn. That is intense. That's really mm -hmm. intense. And now it has me curious what happens if Legion dies in mass effect two. Um, but that'll be something that I can look up separately. Uh, yeah, I think it's, it'll be replaced by a Geth VI and you cannot bring peace between the Geth and the Quarians. Wow. You have to choose between them. Yeah. Wow. Uh, brutal. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, back to what's happening here. <laughs> back to this timeline. Back to this timeline. Thank, thank Christ. Um, yeah. We, uh, yeah. So, so, uh, Gerald decides or, uh, sides with you and, and stops firing. And there's like a moment where Shepard smiles and it's like kind of horrifying. Um, <laughs> at least it was on Gortney. She like just had like this cartoonish, like just upturned you of a smile. It was so mm -hmm. unsettling. Um, yeah. So, but then Legion, uh, 
reaches 100% or almost and then is like, oh, actually, the only way that I'll be able to uh, upload the code to the rest of the geth is by disseminating uh, this unit uh, or this platform, whatever. Uh, which basically means it ha- it has to kill itself. Uh, it's really mm-hmm. sad. Um, and uh, so we're like, yeah, I, I mean, that fucking blows. But you gotta do what you gotta do. Um, uh, visual starts playing visual again. Visual starts playing again, yes. Um, and uh, I didn't write down the quote here where uh, mm. he says I instead of we. Uh, so... Because I, I, I didn't catch that in the moment. Of course I haven't. Yeah. Um, Tali says, Legion, the answer to your question was yes. Oh, I did write it down. I didn't. I just didn't. I was looking right at it. I just didn't even clock that it said I instead of instead. Yeah. Of and they say, I know Tally, but thank you. Keila Salai. <laughs> I know, first of all. Yes. Um. Also, I think is this. I'm trying to remember. I think this is question i'm trying to remember if this is actually something or if i'm making it up but if it is like confirmation that legion was the first geth that like the geth that asked this question hundreds of years ago that started the war sure um oh interesting i didn't even think about it in that context mixed (laughs) mixed uh. yeah i do think it could be read both ways i think that's i think that is really interesting to it to it being your question like originally asked 300 years ago instead of your question question that that you you just asked a few minutes ago yeah Yeah. interesting oh wow that's a thinker i did when i when i remember hmm. it's there's there's a moment in the geth matrix uh Mm -hmm. mission where shepherd is like oh that's that looks like the same gun that you used to carry. Yeah. Um, so it's like sort of implied. Yeah. I don't know. Well, and well, and but that's in a different flashback though, um, from the like original one. Yeah. Saying, but when I do remember thinking, like when we got that first Geth Quarian sequence, I was like, oh, this is this is Legion. We're seeing the creation of Legion, not just the Geth. Um, and then I backtracked that thought after seeing more stuff. But I maybe. You know, I don't know. I I think that makes sense. And I also think it would make sense for Legion, the first Geth to like be the one that's like, I don't know, like shepherding them into pun not intended into like this Mm -hmm. new era of of Gethdom, you know, intelligence, whatever. Um, I think that's interesting. I like that read. That's what I'm going with. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Anyway. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So first of all, like you said, I know uh, instead of we know it's I know. So mm-hmm. uh, found has found personhood also calls tally tally um, instead of yeah. uh, creator uh, uh, Zora creator tally Zora. Yeah. yeah. And then also says Kila Salai, which is just like ah. yeah. I'm getting emotional again. It's really <sighs> it's a lot. Um, it's it's a whole lot. Yeah. Uh, and so the unit, the platform in front of you, uh, collapses to its knees and goes dark, uh, as it uploads Mm -hmm. the rest of the code to all the geth, uh, and they become a true Mm -hmm. intelligence. So we run along this ridge and we, we come across Admiron and we're like, Hey, glad everything worked out. Uh, Mm -hmm. and then a big red geth prime shows up. (laughs) Um, we're like, ah, shit, fuck. Um, yeah. And, uh, it's like, no, hi, I am we we're we're geth welcome uh and shepherd is like legion and the geth prime is like no uh legion had to like fully disseminate itself uh those mm-hmm. units are essentially dead but uh we would like to help the quarians with resettlement in order to honor legion sacrifice um mm-hmm. just really 
oh man, it's 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 yeah. wild stuff. So they they basically begin yeah. the like early stages of like, okay, well, we'll you know, you'll help us. Mm-hmm. The, the the Geth Prime asks like, was there anywhere on the planet that you remember being like where there was a high population of Quarians? Um, and Ron is like, there was from what I remember of the stories or whatever um, to the south there was land that was very good for farming. Mm-hmm. And so the Geth Prime was like, okay, well we'll start down there then, which is like so good. It's so good. Yeah. I love it the so way much. the voice actor Ron's voice actor does a really good yeah. job of delivering that line too, of like clearly being like uncomfortable mm-hmm. with like this new Alliance. Yeah. Um, but like game to, to like start fresh. Yeah. I, it's really very well done. Yeah. So they get that all figured out. And then Tally is like, all right, well, I'm coming with you. <laughs> it's uh, uh, there's more to it, but all I have in my notes is sh- sh- she's coming. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. So yeah, Ron leaves. Tolly's like looking over mm. the horizon. Um. There's like a funny little exchange where Shep's like, "Oh, shopping for another house." Beach like, property. Oh, this is beachfront property. Yeah. And Shep goes, "Claim it fast. It's a buyer's market." <laughs> um. And they just like sit on the ground together. Mm. Which is just like a cool, like, like, I don't know. um, It's showing, not telling, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it is. Just this, like, the, like, exhaustion and, like, the comfort between the characters, like, really good stuff. Um, And so Shep is like, are you, you okay? I know that, like, it's going to be really difficult to, like, work with the Geth going forward. And she's like, well, I'm coming with you. Um, and Jin's like, well, I wasn't going to ask you (laughs) to do that. And she goes, why not? (laughs) And she sounds like hurt. And he says, because I respect you, damn it. You think I don't want you to come? And she goes, so ask me. (laughs) Um, and I don't, I don't know how much of this is, um, different with the romance. Um, cause this feels like very romantic dialogue Mm. to me. Um, uh, but she says, I don't know how much time we have left. I don't know if we can beat the Reapers, but whatever happens, I want to be with you. Um, Jin says, I bet you say that to every guy who gets you a home world. <laughs> and she goes, only the cute ones. Nice. And he says he'd understand if she wanted to say, but there's this amazing, I took a screenshot of it because it was so mm. beautiful. You get this like shot of her like looking out over, mm. over Rannoch. Um, and she says, I look at this this picture of hope and peace and all I can see is everyone that I've lost my team on Haystrom, my father, even Legion. How crazy is it that I'm mourning a geth? But like, you know, she's basically like, I, you know, I want to honor their sacrifices. Mm -hmm. Um, and like you, you both stand up. Um, she says it's beautiful though, isn't it? It'll be years before we can live without the suits completely, but right now, and she takes the mask off. You just still don't see what's underneath, which is like, why? Why not just show us Tali's no, face? It's like, <laughs> like, it, I don't know. I just feel like it would be I feel like it would it, it's not just because I'm like, I'm curious what's under there. But it's like I, I think that it would be a moment of like true connection with this mm. character in a way that like you maybe haven't like fully gotten yet of like being able to like look into her eyes in this moment sure. and like. I don't know. I just I I feel like it was I feel like it was a misstep mm. not to not to show Tolly's face yeah. here. Um but she takes off the mask. You don't from behind you see her uh take it off and she says right now I have this and I wrote in my notes show me. Um <laughs> but yeah. 
Uh, but yeah, I just think it would be it would be like this is a very vulnerable moment for the character. And I feel like you could have reflected that in a visual way by like her taking off the mask mm-hmm. and us like finally seeing her face. Yeah. Um, but Kim, have you considered gamers are the worst? And if they saw Tally's face and it wasn't exactly what they wanted it to look like, there would have been a firestorm. I here's the thing. There was already such a firestorm. Well, they didn't know that. They didn't know that was coming. I just wish they had shown me the face. Yeah, Um, I do kind of like that they haven't because in my head, all the Quarians have like kind of like fucked up like bug mouths. That's what I see. I think that's a fun little little image for me. I'm, I'm trying to remember... I guess it is in this game or is it? Cause there's, you know, they do the thing where like whoever you romance, there's like a picture of yes. them on your desk. Yeah. They did that for Tali and they had like a mask, what was supposed to be a mask off picture oh. of her. And it was very stupid. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, I feel like it. they just would make them look like a, like a purple lady or something. Like it's just a lady. That's ex- AJ. You yeah. you couldn't have nailed it. Yeah. So any isn't harder. it more fun? It's, isn't it more fun if you can make it whatever you want it to be is, and give them kind of fucked up bug mouths? Um, <laughs> I'm gonna send you the link. So this has the original image, which was literally just a doctored photo <clears throat> of a hot model. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah, and they have cool little markings. That's fun. They do. They have cool little markings and their eyes glow, which is neat. But then they if you click through to this, it also shows you they updated it for um, for Legendary Edition. And it's Mm -hmm. not better. It still is just a humanoid looking hot woman um, with some markings and some glowing eyes. Yeah. But at least yeah. she's not doing like the model pose with like her mouth like half open and her hair like beach, right. beach wind blown. Yeah. And the like weird there's like a like a lens flare. Yeah. It's like who took this photo? Yeah. This is a headshot. <laughs> this isn't a photo. Here? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It is. It looks like a, it literally looks like a model's headshot. Yeah. So, yeah, the uh, canonically um, corn so just look res. like That's such hot like a, humans. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like, why? I don't know. You could have you really could have done some cool shit with them. Um, But whatever. She's hot under there. She's hot. Uh, I don't know what to, what to say. You know, <laughs> there she is. I know what to tell you. Sometimes they're just hot. Tally Zora Voss hottie. <laughs> <You know? laughs> good. Very good. Anyway. Anyway, um, that's <sighs> the end of the mission. That's I did. It. I did cry when she took her mask off for the record. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, as you should. Yeah. And uh, and that's it. That's we 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 watch the sunset or sunrise, whatever it is on an on a new uh, Geth Quarian world. Um, and it's really good. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a good time. Uh, it's great. And I love it. Um, awesome time with this mission. Uh, great stuff. Great mission. Yeah. Uh, it's the I in my opinion, it is probably the high point of the game. Yeah, it's definitely up there. I, I think as I look back on this game, this will be a moment that I'll remember mm-hmm. with with emotions, you know, feelings. Um, yeah. So good times. Uh, that's it for the show today. 
That's all. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, et cetera, everything else, that's great. We would love that. But we would love even more if you told a friend about the show. And if maybe they have been trying to play Mass Effect, you've got all three of them now here, baby. <laughs> but also, you know, Fire Emblem and also 13 Sentinels. These are all games that we have played. <laughs> if you want to follow me on social media, my links are in the description. But as I said every week, I am most active on the Worst Garbage Discord, uh, which you can find at the bottom of the show notes above the chapters so follow the link there uh, if you would like to be a part of the conversation with the show uh, thank you as always to scout wilkinson for our wonderful art thank you also to amaranthan for our wonderful theme music we really appreciate it every week uh kim where can people find you online at okimmy's uh if you go to twitter you can find uh a photo of the aforementioned hot shirtless kit fisto <laughs> You tweeted that while we were making the show? Hell no. yeah. No, oh, okay. no, I tweeted that on May the 4th. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking shit. Hell yeah. Uh, beautiful. Um, love that. Uh, mm-hmm. I've lost my train of thought. Kid Fisto has wrecked my train of thought. It's, yeah, he, he'll do that to he'll you. He'll do that to you. Um, look, thank you for listening. We'll be back. <laughs> we'll be back next week with uh, more missions. Well, no, I, we won't be back next no, week. We because, won't be back next week. That's uh, a good call. We actually because it's my birthday and I'm going to be drinking and I will have friends over. So don't don't <laughs> don't uh, ask us to make a show. OK, we're busy, but we'll be back the following week with at least going to the Citadel. I know that's a thing that we are. We're going to. Yeah, we're going to do. I want um, I have a lot of missions to do at the Citadel. Yeah. Uh, and we do get a call from the Asari Council. It's like, hey, come to the Citadel. Uh, and so I'm just imagining we're going to arrive and it's like going to be split in half or something because every time we, have, we <laughs> every arrived, time we go there, it gets worse. Yeah, it gets worse yeah. and worse. So um, I guess uh, for, the, for the downfall of the Citadel, tune in in two weeks for that. <laughs> um, but otherwise, mm-hmm. Kim, what are the final words for this episode of the podcast today? Uh, my my final advice to everyone is, you know, we always you're going to encounter haters in your life. <laughs> When you do, what are you doing? Just, just blow him to beep boop down. <laughs> Bye. Bye. TWG, the worst garbage. Draw online.